What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the group chat podcast. Today is episode five, and it's a very special episode. I got my man, my brother from another, literally the one of the first guys I met in college, one of my best friends in the world, Casey Palumbo out there. Casey, can you say hi to all the listeners out there today? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Guys, Casey is um, part of our group pod, uh, our group chat, pod, or not podcast, part of our group chat that we have that I've told you guys, me and Zach have told you guys many, many times. It's a very extensive, it's been going on for many, many years. Casey's in it as much as anybody there. He has great opinions, especially on the AFC North and the Cleveland Browns. And today, that's what we're going to do. I usually, through all the podcasts, if you've listened through me throughout the years, I know it's been under dis- different names, I've talked NFL draft more than I think I've talked anything else. I love the draft. I love everything that comes with it. It is awesome. I know Casey's a big fan. Are you actually going to the draft this year in uh, Cleveland, Casey? I'm still trying to find some tickets right now. It's crazy, by the way. So crazy. The ticket prices for like the first round are about $2,500 or something stupid like that. It is a little crazy. And then $1,000 for like the last second of the last day. It's absolutely insane. But what you expect, it's limited capacity and it's Cleveland, which you could have said this would have been our Super Bowl two, three years ago. But way the team, the way the team has kind of um, revamped over these last couple of years since that announcement made, made, you know, it's a cool thing. But I don't think I'm as excited as I was maybe two or three years ago when they announced it. I don't know about you, Casey. Is that how you feel as well? Yeah, I, I would always take it as the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl every year. It's the NFL draft. I really wish we would have had it back in 18 when we had Baker and Denzel Ward in that first round and Chubb in the second round. Uh, that would have been just phenomenal to be there for that. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't make any sense. And now that we're picking, what, 26? 26. Um, yeah, yeah it, it just it takes all the fun out of it because we would have had multiple picks. We This city would have been absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm the first and fourth pick um and, and the nfl just played it a little bit wrong there yeah you know you can you can sit there and say that you know they needed to be able to, to like plan all that stuff everyone talks about tennessee when they held it there in uh in nashville how awesome that was i would i would tell you this right now with no constrictions and the picks that we had it would have been the biggest event outside of maybe a super bowl or a playoff game in the history of the nfl it would have been that big and that's not just talking my bias i'm just talking about how rabid the fan base usually is for the draft. We talk about it all the time in the group chat. This year, we rarely talk draft because we were pretty good. But normal years, we're talking draft by like September, October. Like we're, we're like in the draft, all that talk. This year was just really weird. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to leave this out, Casey. A Cleveland Browns season ticket holder as well. And the guy travels. I mean, this guy is all over the place. One of my best all-time favorite memories of Casey is um, Baltimore Ravens when you went to the Ravens game and you were sitting in the uh, right behind the end zone and the camera just kept finding you my dude was on TV he was all over he went to the Kansas City playoff game this year he was actually featured on that was it WKYC channel three I know it was actually channel eight Fox News channel eight excuse me yes I remember we posted that out this guy is a avid Cleveland Browns fan, but don't let that fool you. This guy knows a lot about football as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you our thoughts on, a, we're going to do a complete first round mock draft real quick. Now there'll be some teams where we'll spend a little time on. There'll be some other teams where we're just like, they're drafting this guy. This is the reason 
We don't need to spend that much time on it. We'll focus heavily on the AFC North because that's where we are. I'm a po- we're a podcast based out of Columbus, Ohio. My man's still in Fort Wayne, Indiana, correct, sir? Absolutely. That's the, absolutely. Fort Wayne right there. So, you know, we're all Midwest here. A lot of our listeners are from the Midwest. So we'd like to, um, you know, focus on those teams. If there's a team that you were like, man, you guys skipped up there really quick. Get in our socials. Get on the Facebook page. Get on the Twitter, Instagram. Let us know. Ask your ask my, um ask me your thoughts on where they're gonna what they can look to draft. Also, if you don't agree with my pick, let me know. I mean, heck, I'm putting this on what I think these teams should do. I want you guys to know that what I think these teams should do, not necessarily what they're going to do. I'm not an insider with the NFL. Casey, my man, still not. A, we're not insiders. We're just fans that know what maybe these teams need the most. So we'll get to that here in a second. But I'm just super jazzed, Casey, man. This is awesome. Again, one of my one of my longest friends that I've known, and uh, he's just an awesome football mind. I'm so happy to have you on. You ready to get started here, sir? Let's go. All right, so first pick, we're not going to spend too much time on it. Urban Meyer starts off in Jacksonville getting Trevor Lawrence. He's the best quarterback. It's a huge need for this team. Gardner Minshew, just not that guy. Uh, he's a good Spare, you know what Gardner Minshew reminds me of, Casey? He's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what he's going to be. He's going to come in three or four games, blow your socks off, and then you're going to be like, oh, wait, we can figure this guy out. Let's, you know, he's not that guy, but he's going to have, he's going to make money and he's going to be around for 15 years. He's got an impressive mustache. He's got a great mullet going on. Uh, He just did a nice spread with uh, some uh, Canadian tuxedo going on. so he's got a lot going on outside of football. Let's yeah. see what he can do and what team he goes to with uh, all kinds of stuff going on with some other teams. Uh, let's see if he ends up in Houston or wherever he ends up. But I don't see him being with Jacksonville too much longer. No, and, and, and no, he, that's again, that's why it kind of reminds me of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick always has that bravado, great personality. He's a backup quarterback and he's going to do it very well for many years and he's going to make a lot of money. He is in that mold to have the best job in sports, making millions of dollars to hold a clipboard and not get hit. I'm telling you, I don't care. You don't want those. You don't want all of that smoke having Khalil Mack chasing you around or Miles Garrett chasing you around. So the Jags, number one, Trevor Lawrence, easy book it. Number two, the Jets, I have them again. Biggest need is quarterback. They just got rid of Sam Darnold. They're going to use, they're going to get some draft capital next year. I got them going Zach Wilson, although I don't personally agree that Zach Wilson's the second best quarterback. I think they already have their mind set up, Zach Wilson. Uh, Casey, any thoughts on that one? No, it, it's a good pick. Uh, he's athletic. Um, I know the concern about him not being named a captain before the season started was is now being brought up and it's like it's like the movie draft day where they did where they said why didn't any of your teammates come to your 21st birthday party so it's like it's like one of those things why wasn't he the captain of the team as a quarterback so yeah no I I I, I the thing that that gets me is that we'll go to number three pick and I can compare because number three pick 49ers I think they should go Justin Fields quarterback Ohio State now there's a lot of people talking about Mac Jones he fits kind of the systematic like approach that uh, Shanahan has to it. There's also people talking about maybe Trey Lance going there at number three. I think Justin Field makes sense. He can go there if they have to sit him a year. They can. They got Jimmy G. See what you know. Put a put a fire under his butt, seeing if he can go ahead and um, take that next step. But when it comes to Justin Fields' comparison to Zach Wilson, I compare it a lot to the Deshaun Watson before all this stuff happened. But Mitch Trubisky, and I'm not saying Zach Wilson's Mitch Trubisky because he has more experience than him. 
But I think what they're doing is Justin Fields has been good, so good that they're finding ways, they're finding stuff to pick apart with them. Well, Zach Wilson's kind of came out of, I won't say out of nowhere, but he's kind of came, this year was his big coming out year, but he hasn't really played anybody. And then again, I don't want that to be the over-under there, but Fields, I think they're trying to nitpick. A lot of like Justin Herbert last year. I think Fields has a lot of traits of Justin Herbert. And I think that when you get that on the field and you see just, I think he's going to shine, especially in San Francisco that has a clear, we're big Kyle Shanahan fans of what he did in Cleveland that couple, that year, that year and a half, two years that he was here before he put the PowerPoint presentation together about leaving. But um, I think he has a, a great offense to fit Justin Fields' skill set. Your thoughts on Zach Wilson, but Justin Fields at three. Well, Justin Fields at three makes sense. It, it makes more sense than I'd say Trey Lance and or uh, Mac Jones. I, I think that he's just he's more proven in the NFL or in the in the collegiate game. I know Mac Jones had all those weapons and that offensive line, which was just absolutely that- amazing. But I would say mobility. Um, I'd say decision making. Uh, Justin Fields proved it on, out there himself. With Jimmy Garoppolo, like you got to look at it too. He's going to be hurt. Like he's always hurt. Um, and let's let's get him into six, seven, week week eight, and then Justin Fields comes in and just takes over. Yep. Um, they can't trade Garoppolo this year due to the way his contract's set up, and and it, it's I guess fortunate for them where they could have Fields look uh, be under his wing for the first six several uh, six or several weeks. Um, but Justin Fields is going to be the one that's going to succeed there and take over once uh, Garoppolo gets hurt. If you're the 49ers, you're not trading up to three to draft a defensive player, or you're not drafting up to three to draft an O-lineman. You're drafting up to three. You're, you're going to three to draft a quarterback. Absolutely. So moving on to pick four, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm thinking they're trading. I think they're going to trade out of this pick. But for the purposes of this thing, I'm still picking Mac Jones here because I think if Atlanta stays, I think you got to go quarterback because of what the – you know, at that pos- at that point of the draft, you have to draft your your needs there. I think quarterbacks a, a big need, especially because I think their biggest need is edge rusher, and their biggest need is cornerback. You're not drafting one of those guys this year. Edge rushers are not this year's. They're not the darlings at the know. ball this year. There's not many of them that are first round talents. So if you're Atlanta stays here, which I think they're going to trade out of, and the quarterback will be Mac Jones that gets drafted here, in my opinion, I'm just going to stay Mac Jones. I know it's kind of a cheat when I'm doing the way I'm doing this. But Atlanta stays, they pick Mac Jones, but I'm almost positive that this will be a trade-out situation for a team like the uh, Patriots or maybe even the Broncos if they want to move up and get a quarterback, which, again, I have them looking at that way. But the four at Atlanta, what are your thoughts on four there, sir? So I I think the only way they trade out of it is if they really could get two first-round picks out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need two first-round picks to move out of that position. I don't agree with Mac Jones on that one. I I think – uh, you add the Kyle Pitts to that to that equation, and uh, with Ridley and Jones, and you got you got a, just a phenomenal offense going on there. Yeah, they lost Alex Mack at center, um, but he was getting up there in years, and he could be replaceable. I would just say that you add Kyle Pitts as a weapon to uh, for uh, for Jones, and uh, he he could do anything out there. No, I, and I I agree with that. I'm, I think Kyle Pitts is a yeah, I know. I, I, I get what you're saying there. I, I think Kyle Pitts is phenomenal, and I have him coming off the board pretty soon here. I just think when I look at my rankings of my quarterbacks, I have Mac Jones at four. I think that someone's going to trade up. I think someone's going to give him that offer. I think someone's going to give him or or they're going to blow him away with some multiple picks, and I think it's going to happen. And if I had to pick the quarterback, I'm taking Mac Jones. Again, 
I think there's teams that are falling in love with Trey Lance and his his absolutely stunning versatility at the offensive, like as a quarterback. I mean, the guy has a unbelievable talent there. That's the thing, though. He's a very raw talent, and we'll talk about him soon. But um, I, I think if there's going to be a quarterback taken there, it's Mac Jones. Again, I cheated. And I, 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 um, I just decided that that's what I'm going to do right there. So um, Atlanta, if they stay there, Mac Jones, I love Kyle Pitts with that because, I mean, Hayden Hurst is a good tight end, but he's not great. And also Kyle Pitts can play slot receiver. He could play – he could be your straight up and down receiver. He could, he could play any, any pass catching position. Heck, they might even put him behind the uh, ball behind the quarterback and he'd be great at running back too. He is a freak of an athlete. Um, Bengals, so we're going to our AFC North uh, foes here in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, their biggest needs – or offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Okay, no, I'm just playing. But they need offensive line. They need an edge. They need some receiver, tight end, something to help out. You're losing A.J. Green, although he wasn't the best. You know, T. Higgins is good, not great. Boyd is good, not great. I don't know who they – I think they need some other versatility there. There's a lot of people thinking Jamar Chase. There's a lot of people thinking maybe they should take Kyle Pitts there. There's one person that needs to be drafted by a team perfectly. It's Penne Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. If this was last year, Penne Sewell is challenging for the number one overall pick. I know quarterbacks usually get that, but he last year he was the best player on the board, but he took the year off for COVID. There's some question marks behind that, but it's not like he's, a, you know, I don't know that, that if the break is really going to hurt him. Lift some weights. He's got his footwork isn't going to leave him. I think Penny Sewell is a perfect fit for what Joe Burrow needs when he comes back from his, well, devastating injury that ended up uh, ruining his season last year. Thoughts on that, Casey? You have to take Penny Sewell. Absolutely. Like you, with the way your board was working out, you had Kyle Pitts there. You have Jamar Chase, who's being talked about very much so with uh, the Bengals right now because Higgins and Boyd aren't, aren't the number one wide receivers that you need on that team. Uh, but you have to protect them. He went out with a torn ACL last year. Probably would have been rookie of the year, mm-hmm. um, most likely. He was he was having a phenomenal start to his career, um, but you have to protect him, or you will not have him again. No, absolutely. So I, I 100% agree. Penny Soul should be there, um, no question about it. The reason Jamar Chase also gets there is like, I mean, heck, you remember it, Jamar Chase, LSU, the year they won the national champion, Joey B, twenty touchdowns, absolutely phenomenal uh, route runner. We'll talk about him real soon because I have Miami. I have Miami taking Kyle Pitts. I know it's not a necessary need for them when it comes to, you know, they tight end isn't up there. They need wide receiver, which I think Kyle Pitt helps there. Again, a lot of these teams need some edge help, and it's just not happening this high in the draft. So Miami, for me, Kyle Pitts makes the most sense because of their quarterback. Now, two is not pushing the ball downfield as much, and I don't know if that was by design or by playmakers or whatever, but if you have a guy between the numbers like Kyle Pitts that can dominate their I don't want to make this comparison because of the, you know, the stigma about the guy's name, but Kyle Pitts is very Aaron Hernandez, like when it came to football talent alone, but even more athletic. This kid is going to be a star in the NFL. I mean, he's going to come in right away, day one, be the starting tight end of any team that he goes to. I mean, he's that good. Miami, I I don't know. Do you have Miami thinking Kyle Pitts there? Well, they already have uh, – Oh, I can't remember his name. Mike Kaseki. Kaseki, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal tight end. But the separation that Pitts creates is just—it's second to none. He—he's a once in a life, uh, once in a generation 
talent, uh, especially at the tight end position, especially in a very weak tight end class. Yes. So when when you put that out there, you go from three to twelve, back to six, and you still get one of the best players in the in the draft. Um, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, I, you know, I even put him on as tight end slash wide receiver because I can see this guy lighting up wide as much as he lines up as a true traditional tight end, which means that you can still use Mike Gusecki a ton, and then you can also have him creating mismatches ever. Yes, he, he is phenomenal. So I, we don't need to toot his horn anymore. Um, the Lions, though, they need a lot of help. And I think what's going to help them, you know, they got Jared Goff this offseason, so they're moving on from the Matt Stafford era. I think they need to provide him some help. And with me, they need wide receiver help. They lost Kenny Galladay. I go, excuse me, I go Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. The guy has blistering speed, great hands. He's an explosive playmaker, something that they haven't had in Detroit for a while. I already like their running back group. They have a nice couple running, uh, good running backs there. Their, wide, their um, offensive line is, you know, solid. I really think that he he's the best player for this team because he can run those seam routes better than anybody. He has, he's a better route runner than he gets credit for, but he does need to learn on to because in the NFL, you're not just going to be blowing everyone off the ball. A lot of guys, guys have speed as well. You're going to have to get a little bit more true, you know, wider uh, 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 wide receiver trees, route trees. So, but I think he's just too good at this position to pass up for the Detroit Lions. No, I agree. You got the stigma of Detroit drafting a first round wide receiver. Yep. And that's always like the the kind of like ha ha Detroit's drafting another first round wide receiver. Um, but it's it's an excellent pick for them. I would say, in my opinion, they'd probably trade out of it. They yes. need all the picks they could get. Um, they're going to be the worst NFL team this year by far, unless Jacksonville has some sort of blunder where Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. Yeah, no, I you know, I can see the Lions definitely trading back because they do need a lot of help. And they need a lot of defensive help, which a lot of the defensive good, the really good defensive players in this draft are further down the draft board this year. A lot of it's a lot of top heavy offense. And I can see a team maybe wanting to trade up in this spot to go after a quarterback because there's already going to in my draft there's already four gone. So if you're a team that's really needing that quarterback help, you want the Lions are going to sit there and say, like, hey, we'll take it back. And, you know, say maybe the Broncos at nine or, you know, maybe the Eagles want to jump in and put – I don't think they will, but put their hat into the quarterback race. Or if there's another team that's out there, they can move back and maybe still get one of these top three or four receivers because it's a huge – it's a really deep receiver draft. I can see the Eagles going up to get Jamar Chase if he's still there at, at seven. But um, they they don't have the draft capital – to or the depth in their depth chart to jump up that high yeah i'm just thinking maybe the only other team that i think that's quarterback that needs help at quarterback but i don't think they're going to go anywhere with it it would be the saints but i don't think that they really can afford they need they need bodies because they're draft they're they're um they're cap strapped so they're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, bargain deals and a lot of their players so they're gonna need some cheap help and I so I don't think that they're going to give up a lot of picks to move up for a quarterback and like I said the only one I can think of maybe is the Broncos I, I, yeah so for me maybe the Vikings if they're looking post um Kirk Cousins if they want to join them there they have the 14th pick they might be able to try to move up I just don't see it so the Lions I think can move back if there's a team looking for that wide receiver but uh, yeah the Lions at seven if they're there Jamar Chase should be their answer just because he's the most exciting playmaker on a team that's lacking that outside speed uh, moving on to the Panthers, who were very quarterback-driven uh, earlier in the draft process, went out and got Sam Darnold. I think it's actually a very good move, and me and Zach have talked about that um, 
I think that he needs he uh, Sam Darnold had no help, no weapons. The Giants are or the Jets are a dumpster a dumpster fire. Um, so I, I actually have the Panthers taking Devonta Smith out of the wide receiver out of Alabama. Now some people will some people are either really high on Smith or some people like Waddle better. I'm just a fan of Devonte Smith for what that team needs. They already got DJ Moore. They already got Roddy Anderson. You put this guy opposite of Randy Roddy Anderson, and you have inside help with DJ Moore running those underneath routes with Christian McCaffrey. All of a sudden, Sam Darnold has everything at his disposal. It's a prove it type year with their defense already being pretty good. O line would be something that they can look at here too. So I can really see them going after maybe a Rashawn Slater. But again, I think Rashawn Slater is more of a mid first round pick. So if I'm the Panthers, do I like Waddle? Do I like Smith? personally on my draft board and that's what we're going off of i have smith slightly ahead of waddle no i agree with that like and you're also repairing up darnold with robbie anderson who Mm -hmm. darnold had his first year and then they blew up that team and left darnold with nothing yeah so you're repairing up robbie anderson with darnold which is going to be good for donald gives him someone who that he's used to throwing to and have some sort of rapport there Mm -hmm. um and they they need the weapons they do they just lost samuel um, they need a weapon that could just be all over the field. And, and Smith is one of those guys you can either, I, I think ideally, because with DJ Moore, you want on the outside. I think Smith will be a slot guy that can burn the middle. I mean, you saw it in the national championship game against Ohio State. Smith lined up in the slot and burned seam routes right up the middle, and he was just unstoppable. Uh, I think he fits the mold of what the Panthers need just to go more forward. You know, I think they could get some O-line help. I think that corner is a good spot, but I think this is a – it's a deep draft for offensive linemen and cornerbacks, although they're not at the top, top, like with the, you're not going to be like running off the board. I think there's a lot of value in the second and third round that you can go out and get these guys. It's not like the Panthers gave up a lot this year for Darnold. They potentially gave up a lot next year for Darnold with the second round pick there. So they're setting themselves up to be a very competitive team this year in the, in the, in the South that has a little bit of a question mark outside of Tampa, who's going to be that next best team. So the Broncos are at nine. You know they have they need some help. I just have them going Trey Lance quarterback um, out of the uh, out of North Dakota State. Trey Lance to me has I compare him to Josh Allen before this year. I don't want people to sit there and say I compare him to an MVP caliber quarterback because everyone has to remember. And I know you're very into this one because we were really big into that 18 draft with the quarterback with us having that first pick. I think he has a very comparable. He is he's very comparable to Josh Allen. Athletic, huge arm. He can, he needs to trust the pocket more competition. Maybe not all the way there. He can throw the ball as far as anybody. I think Trey Lance is that guy. He reads the field well, but his anticipation, his lack of wanting to make the, the, the easy throw and one for the big play at North Dakota state. He was the best, they was the, they're the best team in division two. He now becomes like that guy. Like everyone wants to compare him to Carson Wentz. They're nowhere near the same quarterback. But I like Trey Lance in Denver. I don't like Drew Locke personally. I don't think he's a, a – I don't think Drew Locke is a starting NFL quarterback. He's a good backup quarterback. What's your thoughts on the Broncos at nine? I will say I, I would probably see them going more linebacker at this position. Uh, the thing with Drew Locke, people don't realize, is he literally had four different offense coordinators in four years at Missouri. And then he, this is going to be his first year in the NFL that he's going to be in the same offense mm-hmm. in back-to-back years. And he had some some very big highlight moments last year uh, against the Chargers, against a couple other teams. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, 
I think you need to give him one more year because if he doesn't do well this year, you're going to be in the top five next year. And, if, and you draft uh, someone like Parsons uh, or even Slater, um, it gives you some help on that offensive line or in your linebacker core that next year, if he did not do too well, you'll be in that top five position. Yeah, I, you know, I, I did think of uh, um, Rashawn Slater and I did think of Micah Parsons here. You know, I've been reading a lot on the Broncos and maybe it's just the smoke screens. Maybe they're trying to trade back a little bit and they're throwing that out there, that quarterback position out there, because really the New England Patriots are going to dictate this draft if they're going to trade up or not for a quarterback. It's it's left to be known. You know, it, it's just more or less a feel. It has nothing you know, it has nothing to do based off of I, – I, I also don't think that Drew Locke's that good. That's just personal. But, I, I, obviously, the great things that you laid out there about Drew Locke is true. And we've said – as a Cleveland Browns fan, I've seen that way too often in myself. So, I truly do get that. We're going to fly through this next pick. Dallas, I think it's a no-brainer. Patrick Sertan Jr. there. It, it seems like it's a fit. It'll be the first corner off the board. Dallas desperately needs a cornerback. I think it's a perfect match made in heaven. Uh, yeah, I agree. You have to you have to go defensive back there. They just lost uh, a no a Wobi, I mm-hmm. believe his name was, uh, to the Bengals, um, and and with Diggs now back and hopefully healthy for the season, they they need defensive backs. They got uh, they got Dak back. They they need a defense. Uh, their def- their linebackers. It seemed like every week one of them was getting hurt, um, but they need just defensive players. Yep. I, I also would think that Micah Parsons would be in play here too, but I, I just think. The name brand of Patrick Sertan, too, with Dallas. His dad was an amazing corner in this league, too. I just think it makes it just makes sense. Patrick Sertan fits what Dallas wants to do. Uh, 11 is the Giants. You know, this is a pure pick because I think that the Giants need to see what Danny Dimes is. So I'm going Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, because they need to give every every available offensive help for Danny Dimes to see if he's the man. Because this is his year. This is it for him. It's a you know it, it's a big time year, and they they have Ingram. They have, they're getting Barkley back. I know they went out and got um God, who did they Galladay? They just got Kenny Galladay. You put a burner on the other side with them. I think it's a match made in heaven. And then you get to find out if Danny Dimes is your guy. If not. You know it, you can move on, and then you have an offense with weapons that you can bring, you can track another quarterback if Danny Dimes isn't your guy. So that's where I went with it. I don't know your thoughts if that's it, because again, edge is not there, and they just did offensive line last year. I don't I don't think that many teams like to double up on their picks each year. You know, they don't want to go offensive line, offensive line, even though they, it's still a need for them. No, Waddle's the pick for them. They have to get some help for him. Like you got Saquon coming back, and hopefully he comes back very healthy and ready to go. Um, but he, Danny Dimes needs weapons, weapons, weapons. Galladay, I'll say, like, I don't think he's a top ten wide receiver, um, not at all. Uh, he got very good money to go to the Giants, and they made sure that they got him. But they need something else, someone that could go over the middle, someone that could just create space. And Waddle's the one. Yeah, Waddle, I was I was listening and watching and looking up a lot of stuff about him because I'm very intrigued because obviously you didn't get to see him a ton last year with the injury. A lot of people compare him to a Tyreek Hill type player, which again, I don't know if there's anybody out there that's Tyreek Hill. And I don't think you can just say he's that type of guy. But, you know, you look at his stats, you look at everything, you look at the film on Jalen Waddle, he has those, uh, he has some similarities to Tyreek Hill and that's a really cool thing and I think that's a great thing to add in that market and again Danny Dimes needs to shine so Eagles 
it's a very boring pick for me. You know, wide receiver is something that they want. That I think they need to try to address, but there's just nothing there. I think they're going to have to trade up if they want one of these top three wide receivers. So with the, all of them off the board and them, again, I'm not predicting trades. I went with the best player available for their needs. And mine was Caleb Fairley, cornerback out of Vatech. He's a, you know, he's a guy that's going to be that mid first round, mid to late first round type corner. I think that if, Again, if the Eagles are there at 12, I think they'd be happy to get him. They need wide receiver help. Their best receiver last year was a quarterback in college. Like, they need to get help out there. And actually, help, being healthy will get that. I just, think, I just don't think that the receivers that are on the board right now are worth of the 12th pick. So they'll have to trade up. But if they're there, Caleb Fairley, um, quarterback Vatek will be the pick. Uh, any thoughts on them, Casey? No, I, I, I do agree that they need defensive backs. Um, I will say they with their trade down, I think they thought they were going to be able to get one of the two Bama wide receivers, no brainer, uh, at that pick. Um, they also need offense line help because mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is going to be running for his life. Yep. Um, but I would say defensive back is probably and wide receiver are their most glaring needs on their on their team. Yeah, and you know what? I think when they made that trade back, the Panthers also were quarterback driven in their pick. Yep. And now that they're not, and you're thinking maybe wide receiver, they might need to look to try to capitalize on some of that power that capital and get back up there a little bit quicker try to jump Dallas or the Giants it seems like every year the Eagles are going to pick they have an NFC play a team right in front of them that looks to take the players that they need it's always how it works out uh Chargers I'm gonna be very boring with this we're gonna be very quick with Sean Slater offensive line uh Northwestern that's my guy I think they need offensive line help there he is a guy that can play every single offensive line position. He did that in college. He has amazing film against Chase Young. He played very well against him. The problem with him is, and it pisses me off when I see this, is he has it's a, a couple offensive linemen. They have they like they, they team, seem to like turn it off every once in a while. Where you know they maybe are up against a good competition against the bad ones. They kind of go like this. You're Northwestern. You have to be up for everybody. And it just bothered me a little bit that some of his film was a little lazy with his technique. Since I coach offensive line, I really focus in on technique. He was a real lazy guy, but he's so dang strong and athletic that he makes up for poor technique. Rashawn Slater, I think you need to protect your prize in Justin Herbert. And that's where I would go with it. Casey, any any differences? It's all about, all about protecting Herbert right now. Mm-hmm. Like. They had some moves in the offseason. They always have def- uh, defense over there. Uh, they just need to learn how to use them. Uh, with new coaching staff coming in, you have to protect your your number one asset. Yeah, I, and I don't care if you guys, if they figure that Christian Derrishaw is better or Tevin Jenkins is better or Elijah Vera Tucker is better or name your offensive lineman that you think is the best outside of Penny Sewell because he's not going to be there at that time. You did. You need to pick what you think is going to be the best person to protect your prized asset because they have a good defense out there. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the Vikings. You know, the Vikings are very weird to me that they can use an offensive line help. They can use edge help. I think that they'll just if, if the draft is going this way, which, again, I don't necessarily think it will. I think that they should be if there's a 10 minute clock at nine, nine or nine, five, nine, whatever the heck the time is, the first minute off the first second off the clock. Micah Parsons should be in there. He's the top defensive player in this draft, in my opinion. Um, But the linebacker position has been devalued a little bit over the last few years in the NFL. But this kid is phenomenal. He took the year off. Again, another guy I think he'd be in the the conversation as best player on the board if he played last year. Out of Penn State, great player. I think the Vikings would be in love if he's there at number 14. Yeah, I'm going to say if he's there after anything after – 
10 to 12 and the Browns aren't trading half their draft to go pick him, get him. Um, I'd be disappointed because that is my, my number one favorite guy that the Browns should go after, but obviously he's not going to be there at 26. No. We have a lot of draft capital that needs to happen. Uh, we're not really predicting trades. So I, I know that's not going to happen, but um, it's a great pick for them. Yeah, no, and, and and if I'm the Vikings and I'm sitting there and you have the Browns going like, hey, we got a first, we got a second, you know, we can make this happen. I would be absolutely listening to that phone call if I was them because they need help on the offensive line, which again, you can get back in the back half of the first round or edge help off the edge. And that's again, a big thing at the back end of the first round as we'll see here coming up pretty soon. So absolutely, if I'm Minnesota, I'm listening. Give me three picks. Give me a second rounder in a late in the late round next year or whatever. I'd be happy with that if I was a Browns fan too, because it's the most glaring need on the team. Whether they do that, we'll get to that here in a second when we get to the Browns. We're going to kind of fast forward through a few of these. New England Patriots, which I don't think will be at 15, because I think I think that they're going to try to trade up for a quarterback. If they're there, I think what's on the board, Asante Samuel, cornerback out of Florida State, would be with a guy I expect because they're not going to overdraft on a wide receiver. Quarterbacks are already gone. They'll take the best player that they need, which is, I think, is this, at me for me. Asante Samuel is the next best corner on the on there. Um, Arizona, I think, a team that needs cornerback help like crazy. I think J.C. Horn, cornerback out of um, South Carolina, they went with uh, Simmons last year to get that safety hybrid position that's been so important in the NFL this year. I, I think he's a physical man cover, something that the he, he kind of reminds me of. Little bit body type, maybe not the um, talent of a Patrick Peterson who just left there. He's not going to be him, but he's tough, press, man covered, something that Arizona does a lot. Any any differences on either one of those two picks there, uh, Casey? No, if, if the Patriots go defensive back, I want to see what they're going to do with Stephen Gilmore. I don't think um, they go defensive back in the first round and keep Gilmore. I think the way Bill wants to move around, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll end up probably taking a second-round pick for him. Um, but – um, and, and I don't know if, uh, woo, um, I don't know if, uh, the way that the Cardinals handled Simmons last year, like he didn't see the field the first like 10 games of the season. Um, I don't know if they want to go defensive back again this year. JC Horn's a, a heck of a player. Uh, I believe he's what, six, two. Yes. Um, six, two strong, guy, fast too. Guy, yeah. Like he will definitely take over Pat Pete's, uh, space but um i i want to see what they can do with simmons as well and create some some room with him yeah see but simmons to me plays that like i think what the cleveland browns are going to implore a lot this year too is taking one of these safeties that maybe isn't like the fastest guy so that they don't get beat over the top like a ronnie harrison type player and move them down a little bit hybrid maybe what julius peppers does not saying that these guys are even hold the jockstrap of how talented simmons is is i, I was devastated that he got picked because I was a big I was a four I wanted him last year although I love what Jedrick Wills has done and that Browns needed to do that but if Isaiah Simmons was there that's something I think he can play that hybrid linebacker position that the NFL is gone to because of all the speed and openness of the NFL so that's the reason why I think Horn makes sense because it replaces a lot of stuff that they already have again none of this stuff is actually going to happen I think last year I think I went I think I got 13 of the picks correct, and that was it, and it was pretty crazy. But um, Raiders, we're going to quickly go through this. Uh, I have Christian Derrishaw going there, uh, Vodtech offensive lineman. They need help on the O-line. They also need safety help, but the safety position in this draft is 
very bad. I mean, it, it's as, almost as bad as the uh, the tackle or the tight end position. Uh, Trevor Mourning is the only one that I have as a first round grade, and I don't even have him going in the first round. But um, that could be something in play for them if they want to go safety. The Raiders have always gone off of the beating path when it comes to their draft picks. Every year, they're drafting a guy that maybe had a second or third round grade in the first round. And, you know, sometimes it works, but I just think they're they're never good at value picks. This would be a great one. Again, another athletic, great feet tackle that needs to work on his killer instinct. And if he does, then he's a monster. I, I just don't understand these big dudes that lack the killer instinct. I don't know what it is. I coach, again, I coach it, and I see it all the time. These big guys don't want to hurt anybody, apparently. I don't know. Casey, any thoughts on the Raiders? Um, I think that's a good pick for them. Um, I don't, uh, it's the Raiders. (laughs) You don't know. Exactly. Thank you so much for saying it like that. It's the effing Raiders, because you don't know what they're going to do, because they're very out there when it comes to that. So we got Miami with their second pick. I think that they need to go Ed. They've got Kyle Pitts, or if they if they like the wide receiver, they can go wide receiver. That's their number one goal is to give Tua something. They also have a very good defense, but they lacked a lot of pass rush. I think they go with my best edge rusher right now. It's uh, Kiwi Payne or Quiddy Payne, excuse me, out of Michigan. Uh, he's a freak athlete. He's raw. He reminds me a lot of when I watched him play Emmanuel Ogba, bigger body, freak athlete. But there's question marks. You know, Barkevius Mingo was a guy like this, although Barkevius was real thin. And I remember from this day one, this is why I love Casey. And this is why I pay attention to Casey when it comes to draft picks, guys. He has this innate ability to be like, he's going to be a bust. He said, I was remember, I was jumping for joy. Barkevius Mingo, Casey came on the group chat and he said, bust. He's going to be a bust. And guess what? Well, he was a bust. So well, I'll tell you, he's a first round bust, but he's still in the league. Yes. He's still playing. He still gets a lot of playing time. So he's made, he's made his, he's found his little niche in the NFL. Um, but he wasn't the superstar or a top five or top six pick, whatever it was, uh, should have been. You need to be an unbelievable. You need to be a star when you get drafted that high in the first round. And but that's yeah, where so Jason Away is this year. Huh? And that's where Jason Away is this year. He was that, that freak, uh, standout in, in their, in the underwear Olympics, mm-hmm. um, from Penn state and, He's going to be the the Barkevius Mingo. Someone's going to draft him too high, probably not in the first round, but probably going to be early second round. And the guy didn't even have a sack last year. Yeah, I actually have him going in the first round. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. So, we'll, but it's a it's a very very late first round pick. Um, Quiddy Payne though, freak athlete, raw. I, I think I like him. He reminds me a lot of Emmanuel Agba. Um, and I think Miami had, can afford to take this because take this risk excuse me, because they have a good defensive already in place. They already got some good offensive talent. There's no wide receivers that I would probably want them to go pick up here. If you're not going to get Jamar Chase, you're going to go Kyle Pitts. I like it. Whatever, whatever you decide there, I still think Rush Rush Edge would be a good time at this for the pick for Miami. Washington, the football team, I have them going with a linebacker. Out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Kamona. I can't remember. I can't remember if I'm pronouncing that right. These some Casey, you know what, as a guy that struggles to even say his own name half the time, this first round has some names out there where it's going to make me look very stupid when I'm saying these podcasts, but I just, I can't pronounce my own name. Casey's known me for a very long time. I'm not good at pronouncing basic stuff, let alone these out, out there names. Just call him J-O-K. J-O-K. Look at that, man. This is why I, this is Casey. There you go. J-O-K, Notre Dame linebacker. He's very athletic. 
I think he is that hybrid that we've been talking about here. He is that hybrid. People try to compare him to Simmons. He's not as freakishly athletic as Simmons it was coming out. But um, I think he's a guy that can play a three-down linebacker. He is a guy that can play the – he'll play the weak side. He'll play the weak side linebacker. He'll cover slot guys. He will be safety in a – I call it a 4-2-5, but he'll be that safe, that roaming safety. I think Washington, with the defense that they already have in place, I know they can go – they need probably need a little bit of offensive help as well. But with this, you know, getting Curtis Samuel, you know, lessens that impact of the offense there that they need to worry about this year. And there's no tight ends in this part of the draft. I think – you know, O-line would be something they can go for, but JOK, I think, is a perfect fit for this linebacker, for this defense, and I think he'll shine as a star on that team. No, so I let's agree. Let's move on uh, to the – what's up? No, I agree. I think he's going to – like, he is undersized, so he can fit in different systems as a safety as well. Um, but he has a speed and, and hopefully the quickness to be able to cover as well in the NFL. Yeah, so the Bears at 20, Casey. Now, this is a team that I think maybe if they feel like they want to, because they have a uh, they have a bridge quarterback, if they want to move up into the first round and get their uh, hat in the ring on a quarterback, this would be a team that would be making at least a phone call. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Tevin Jenkins, O-lineman out of Oklahoma State, makes the most sense. They need they need help. I don't think they need to go defense. Their defense still has all that star stud uh, uh, on there. I think they need someone to protect whoever they're going to have quarterback, whether it's the red rocket or I think that's, they've already named him the starting quarterback, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Why do you name a guy the starting quarterback 18 months before the season? I know I'm exaggerating, but why, why did they have to do that? They didn't have to. It doesn't make sense, Casey. It doesn't. So they're going to go lineman. We don't have to spend too much time on there. I think the Colts, a team that has amazingly good defense last year, they lacked one thing they lack getting to the quarterback consistently so with the tight ends I think they need to look at with again we've already talked about how bad a tight end group is O-line they can look here with Elijah Barrett Tucker on the board still I think they go Jalen Phillips uh edge rusher out of University of Miami who for the longest time was considered the best end in this draft the best pure pass rusher in this draft until the under as you said the underwear Olympics came around and these guys drool over these guys but he's the, the biggest need. You know, they didn't get as much consistent pressure as possible. I like Jalen Phillips as like a Max Crosby type player, a guy that just does one thing, gets to the quarterback. He's not going to be great against the run, but you don't need that. You have Darius Leonard at the second level that's doing all that dirty work for you. you got good guys already in the interior. They need that one stud guy that can get to the quarterback on the outside consistently, and I think that's the man for the Colts. You're, no, you're in I Fort Wayne, that. Indiana. What are the Colts saying? Um, well, that, that is one of the positions that they're looking at, but they really need to replace their left tackle. But once he retired, um, that left a huge gap over there. Uh, do you do you move Quinn Nelson over there and, and then draft uh, – was the lineman that you were just talking about? Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Vera Tucker, yeah. Do you, do you move him over to the left guard and put Quinn, uh, Quinn over there, left tackle? Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there. I would say, though, that that's probably their biggest hole right now with that left tackle – uh, retiring they need to fill that spot they do and I, I and you know it's one of those things that I kind of went back and forth with is like do you go O-line or do you take that defensive need Carson Wentz you're gonna need to protect him because you know he I think he's gonna shine because I think that Frank Wright and him have a rapport um 
but personally, I, I just don't know if there's like a top end left tackle at that point at that moment. And I don't think you need to reach. You maybe can get a guy in the second round that can sit in there and be a stud. There's a lot of good tackles in the second, third rounds that they, that you can draft at. I just don't think that the edge guys, once you get past these first four or five, after that, it becomes very hit and miss like any other draft. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they trade out of there. You could. Could trade out there, gain some capital. Maybe, hey, trade for a tackle. They see, see if there's anybody out there willing to give Dangle a left tackle for a first-round pick and see if you can go there. The Colts, yeah, they have a lot of options because they're a good football team. When you're a good football yeah. team, you give you, you put yourself in a lot of different positions where you don't have to necessarily draft fully for need, which they will in this case, but they don't necessarily have to do that. I like that. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, the, I, we just talked about him. I think he is the quintessential Tennessee Titan offensive lineman that they will draft in this draft. They did it last year. It didn't work out well. Uh, Isaiah Wilson was a very big, very big disappointment head case, but Elijah Vera Tucker, O-lineman out of um, USC. He does admittedly play a little more inside than he will play outside, but I think it's, they need that guard. They need a guy. He fits the team. He's very physical. He uses it. He has cement for hands. He is a guy that can get a double team. This guy's going to move people off the ball and double team. And that's their zone concept. They run a lot of double teams, make Derrick Henry get to the line, make a decision, one cut, go. That is what they fit. That's what the fit is. Again, the wide receiver, I don't really see it right here. You know, you can go Randall Moore, Rondell Moore. I don't think he fits exactly what they want to do there, but I think the Tennessee Titans with Elijah Vera Tucker is perfect draft pick. It just makes sense. I agree. You have the number one running back statistically um, in the NFL. You need a people mover. Yep. And he, he, he's not the best when it comes to pass, but a lot of the, a lot of the sets that the Titans do is off of the play action. That's how good Tannehill's gotten. And I think it's a lot of run concepts, even in their passing protection. So I think he'll thrive there in that system. The Jets are back on there. I think one of the, I think that 23, if you can get a guy like Tyson Campbell, a cornerback out of Georgia, they need help on that side of the ball. Perfect fit. We'll move on because I want to spend a little bit of time on our, Zach's not here. Zach had a prior. I don't even think I got into that. I was so excited about Casey being on that I didn't even address that Zach wasn't even on the podcast. So he's going to be watching this going like, you MFers didn't even care that I was here. Zach had some stuff come up. He couldn't be a part of the podcast. He will be on regularly like we always do. Um, the Steelers are on the clock at 24. I'm going to go out there and say Travis Etienne, running back Clemson. They need speed. I think he is the closest thing that they can have to Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell when Ben Roethlisberger does his little, I'm going to take the ball under three seconds, get it under a second and a half, get it out. I think Travis Etienne is a great back out of the field for them. Um, he gives them a lot of like, he just gives them a lot of different options. And I already think, I know Najee Harris is the number one back on a lot of people's boards and he's actually my number one back. If I, if you had to rank this out, but for fit, I think Benny Snell gives you some of that uh, Najee Harris kind of movement. I know he's a little bit more of a bruiser, but you pair that with Travis Etienne. I think that that makes a lot. It's a very exciting. I wouldn't want to see that as a Browns fan, a guy like that out of the backfield for the Steelers, although their turf is the worst in the field and it'll slow them down anyway, because the Steelers have the worst field on the planet earth, but I think it works. I don't know about your thoughts on that, Casey. No, and you also got Anthony McFarland that they drafted last year as well. Um, so you could go a lot of different ways. I actually have them taking Walker Little to tackle out of Stafford, uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they need a lot of help. Uh, 
And you know what? I'm I'm knocking on wood. I'm praying to the football gods that whatever help they they get is not sufficient for anything. Um, and then the next 20 years are drafted in the top five. That, so but Walker Little is going to be my pick uh, for them. They could go Najee Harris, but I also have them. Uh, I, I think the reason why they go tackle at this pick, because they they have options, uh, especially running back options. Yeah, you just lost James Conner, but you lost so much more than that. Um, and I have them taking Javante Williams in the second round at pick 55. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say the two running backs out of North Carolina are um, pretty close, not as good as NTN or, uh, or Najee Harris, but you're going to be able to get something there and, and also pick up Walker Little at tackle at at uh, 24. Well, let's just hope that their front office isn't as smart as you. Cause I love that pick. Cause uh, he's my next tackle on my board. He's the next offensive lineman. That's going to come off. Now I have him coming off in the second round just because um, you know, the other teams in here that probably could use O lines. I have him going somewhere else with it. Um, but yes, I think uh, Williams and Carter, the two running backs out of North Carolina are, are day two, early day two to mid day two picks um, when it comes to the second round there. Um, they're both explosive. I mean, you saw, I don't remember who they played. I forget. I think it was maybe Wake Forest or something. They both went for like 200 yards in the game. Like absolutely ridiculous how good they were for Mac Brown last year. Um, yes. And that would be a good thing. You get to fill one of the major needs to you as a tackle. Cause gosh, Villanueva was, um, um, a dumpster fire last year for him. Um, and the running back position. Yes, they can use, they, they need a lot of help outside of offensive line. Really? I just don't want them to do a typical Steelers thing and go up there and pick the best defensive player left on the board, which we'll get to here in a couple picks. Uh, the guy that I want the Browns to pick, I don't want them picking one of those typical Steeler guys. Like let's go pick the defense and we'll worry about the, you know, the other fits later. And that's, that's typically what the Steelers do, but they've never had this much need before entering a draft, at least, at least in the last 15 years since they've drafted Ben Roethlisberger. So the Jaguars are the next pick. Um, what's that? So it gives me butterflies to know that they're in this much need. Oh gosh. You don't, I, I, I know we're not posting these, uh, videos, uh, just yet. First off, Casey has a amazing wooden Browns, uh, what do you call it? A flag collage in the background that looks absolutely awesome. I have my Browns flag, uh, right here. You can't see it in my room. We're not posting the video, but the smile that this man had on his face talking about the Steelers maybe drafting in the top five or not being this and not being that, it brings joy to my heart because we've talked about it so many times how much art we have a disdain for the Steelers. Not because, and I love Zach. Zach's one of the best Steelers fans I've ever met because he's realistic and he's, you know, he can be annoying on game days because he's rooting for his team, but he sits back and he actually is a smart, there's a lot of other Steelers fans and Casey can get into a long, long talk about some Steelers fans that he um, talks to on the internet. Let's put it that way, that are absolute morons and don't know what they're talking about. And I hope he's listening to this podcast too, because he knows who he is. Um, Jacksonville. I have a pure urban Meyer pick right here. They need offensive line help. They're not going there. I'm thinking he saw what this guy has done to his team and did to his team, and it's a need. I think Rondell Moore here at wide receiver Penn State or uh, Purdue, it's a field pick, Casey. I know they have a lot of people have him going in the early to mid-second round. Uh, with the wide receivers coming off the board, Rondell Moore, who's a little bit more explosive than people give him credit for, you know, he's going to be put in a situation where he's going to be a slot guy. You know, I just believe urban. it's an urban pick. That's all it is to me. He's seen this guy beat him 
and play really well against him. There was a couple years ago where he went absolutely nuts against them. I think that that's the pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, you know, they could go the uh, the left tackle out of Stanford. I'm drawing a blank on his name that you just mentioned. If he's still on the board, um, they can go Talk safety. They can go yeah. out and pick that number one safety in uh, Trayvon Mar- uh, Morning. I just I'm just doing a field pick right here, and I think Rondell Moore makes sense, and it's someone that Urban's very familiar with. Your thoughts? No, I agree. They, I think they have a lot of options there, especially if they want to go wide receiver. They have the the kid from Florida. They have Bateman. They have Elijah Moore. Um, there's a lot of back end wide receivers that could be picked up in the back end of the first round mm-hmm. that could do that could do some damage. Yep. So they they do really have their choice, and I hope I hope Urban's doing his homework. Yeah, and um, it, it's a it's a very good thing that they can also, if there's a team that's wanting to maybe trade back into the first round, this is like the Jaguars. If they if it's an early second round pick, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, who've already established with their first pick, they got their guy, maybe looks to pull back, get a couple second round picks because the second and third rounds where you win football games, and then the fourth and fifth rounds where you win championships. I will tell you that to the day I die, that's how you win in this league. Your first rounds to get your beer base. Your second round is where you win football games. Your third round there, same way. Fourth and fifth round. Those are the gems that you get that wins championships. Ask the Seattle Seahawks how that went for them. And now we move over to the Cleveland Browns. We're going to spend a few minutes on this, guys. So we're both Browns fans. Most of you guys listening, Browns fans. We're going to talk Browns. I'm going to start us off. And I know we. I think we have a difference of opinion here. I'm thinking Xavion Collins, linebacker Tulsa. I don't believe the Browns are going to draft a linebacker in the first round. I think that they devalue that position to the point where I just saw something that they have the worst pay when it comes to linebackers in the NFL. They have, they pay their linebackers the least. They don't really believe in that position, but Xavier Collins for the pure fact is the guy can play weak side linebacker. The guy can put his hand in a grounded rush. He can also rush right off the edge. If you want to put him off of blitzes with the linebacker, he has good hands. He had four, four interceptions. He's one of the, I think he was the only player to have, Four tackles for a loss, four sacks, four picks, four pass defenses. The guy was just all over in the uh, he, the stat sheets. He's a freak of nature athletically, and you're not going to ask him to be the superstar of that defense. You already got Miles Garrett. You got Denzel Ward. You got these new guys in Jefferson and Brown, and you got the uh, Jadavian Clowney. You're up the middle. You're really good at the nose tackle position. If you want to go Christian Barmore, I can see that as well. Replace what you just lost with Sheldon Richardson with some youth. I see there's a lot, of, a lot of things they can do, but Xavier Collins, I think, fits because he doesn't need to be the star, unlike how Miles Garrett, when you drafted him, you needed him to be the star. He lived up. Xavier just needs to be a guy that I think he's also that guy that can trail Lamar Jackson. He's a guy that can fly east to west as fast as anybody at the linebacker position. He'd be a perfect fit. I just don't know the Browns are going to do that. What's your thoughts, Casey? No, I'll say he is my second favorite linebacker in this draft next to Micah Parsons. Yes. Uh, we signed, we re-signed Malcolm Smith. We signed Anthony Walker, which 24 or 25 years old, Anthony Walker, I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Um, I'll say when, when I called some of the people I work with and say, hey, thanks for Anthony Walker, the Browns just signed him. They were all devastated. If you saw Darius Leonard was devastated when uh, the Browns signed him. But if you look at the game against the Kansas City Chiefs and I'd say about 75% of the other games, we were exposed at the linebacker position every game, every single game. And we really need to, to make a step up on this, on this position. Yeah. Mac, Mac Wilson um, shows flashes of what he could do. I think he was really good. And um, um, 
in the system he came into, but he's not really um, he's not really flashing now. Xavier Collins is is a man's man. He's yep. 260 pounds, and that could get around on the field. So I would say that he is my second favorite. If there's no way we can trade up for Parsons, Xavier Collins is the way to go. Like he is the way the or the Browns need to go. We need a cover linebacker, but that could also get around the the edge, like you were saying, and sack the quarterback as well. Like uh, my big worry is that, <clears throat> excuse me, that Pittsburgh drafting. Yeah, no, and that's what we were just talking about it. I just said that I, I, you know, if the Steelers do what the Steelers do, and they just say, "Oh man, this we this guy looks like he could fit our spot. We like him. Let's go there." I I don't know that. So so Zadian Collins is my first pick. Christian Barrymore is my second pick. I'm not a big fan of him. I think that he has a big bust potential with Christian Barrymore. I think he he shined a lot in a defense that was just absolutely loaded. Um, I think you can look corner. I don't think I'm necessarily there with Greg Newsom, uh, Asante Samuel. If like, hey, it's a. I know I had him going to the Patriots, but if he falls back, I guess you can look there. I don't think they need to. They have a lot invested in that position. As we talked off air, you were talking about the cornerback position. If um, Quiddy Payne is down there at that point, that's someone you can look at. Uh, Jalen Phillips, another guy in that you know realm in the first round. So first I think round, with the clowny signing. That I think with the clowny signing, it really takes us off like that that edge rusher right now i don't think we really need the edge rusher in the first round we have other holes linebacker um that we really need <laughs> to fill um before we get to the edge rusher and defensive back you have grant delpit you have greedy williams both returning from injuries yep. like yes you don't know what you have of them but they're both second round picks yeah like grant delpit like, is by, by all accounts last year, Grant Delpit was a unbelievable bargain pick for what the Browns got him at. And then you have the guys you just added in with the uh, – with from well, I call them the, the Browns defense as the, the, the Cleveland Rams because they went out and got a whole bunch of uh, – although they were the Cleveland Rams, we talked about that. I feel like that's a team that they've, they've really taken advantage of of the cap hold there. Um, so first yeah, round there – Huge pickups too. Yes. Um, like people don't realize that Troy Hill can play the slot, uh, cover the slot all day long. He's and the then JJ three was the one that called the plays for the Rams. Yep. Like he's a very smart kid. I, I can't wait to see what he could do in this offense. It's extraordinarily rare to have a safety be your uh, your call Absolutely. play caller, and that's leadership, and that's everything. And then uh, uh, when you talk about the slot corner, the guy was a top five slot corner in the NFL and all metrics every year he's been in the league. I mean, the guy is absolutely insane. So first round, we want them. I, I think we're very confident that, you know, linebacker of Xavion's there. If you have to go Christian Barrymore, it would be a boring pick. I also think that maybe a guy like Elijah, Elijah Moore intrigues them with his speed down the field at the wide wide receiver position. So that leads me into the second round, Zach. So Elijah Moore, if he's still on the board, which I don't have him on the board, Dwayne Eskridge is getting a lot of uh, out of Western Michigan University. I think it's a guy, if you're going to draft a wide receiver, he would be the perfect fit because he's amazing in the return game. Very versatile. I mean, at Western Michigan, a school that we don't know a ton about, but we went to Kent State. We know about the, we know about the Broncos. Um, he was a great returner. He also played cornerback for them too. So he was a wide receiver and corner, and he was a great kick returner. I think he's, you know, there was a guy on the New England Patriots that did this very well, Troy Brown. 
He found his niche in the league. He was a guy earlier in his career that was a good wide receiver, but then he came back. I think Dwayne Eskridge, if you're going to look wide receiver second round, I, I wouldn't, I would be on that. What are, what are your thoughts on the second round? Um, Eskridge isn't a bad one. I would say, like, I don't think Elijah Moore will fall that far. No. Or Bateman as well. Um, the guy from uh, Florida, I name slips off my tongue right now. Tooney? Uh, the wide, yeah. Yeah, Tooney. Kaderic T- Tooney. I think he's another one that we could take a chance on. Yeah, I also think if you're not going to go defensive tackle, there's guys like Levy and Aluze from uh, – he's a defensive tackle. Um, if, you do, if you don't get linebacker, I think a guy like Baron Browning in the second to third round, de- death defense you need to look at. Uh, Jamin, or is it Jamin Davis, a linebacker? I think he's going to go first round. I think he's had a lot of in depth. He's had a lot of. Um, he's, so he's done very well lately. Down, like, you got people saying he's going to be a top ten pick. You got people saying he's going to fall out of the first round. Some people are even predicting a third round. That's I also what I'm saying. Marvin it's all Wilson. over. Marvin Wilson is. Uh, he had a great 2019. Had a very quiet 2020 from uh, Florida State, the interior defense lineman with mm-hmm. the loss of Sheldon Richardson. Um, that would be where I would go in the second round for the Browns um if we if we don't go wide receiver um, yeah I think a guy like Peyton Turner too he's out of Houston defensive end can play the inside a little bit as well if he's there and the, he's a big boy step- too he, he's yeah. I think six six like um but he doesn't have a lot of size on it like a lot of weight and muscle no. on him yeah they, they think of if, if you fill he'll start as an outside guy but if he fills his frame they might be able to rush him on some inside on some rush packages um Third, fourth round guys that I think that they can be looking at. Um, this is where maybe if you didn't get any of your wide receivers, uh, Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State is a good pickup there. Another speed guy. There's a lot of receivers that you can look at. Um, I think if, if you really think you need to worry about getting some depth at cornerback, our Darius Washington quarterback out of Washington will be a good pickup. Also, if you haven't gone with Barrymore or you haven't gone with any of these nose tackles, I think a guy, it might be my Buckeye bias, as you see my Buckeye flag, Casey, in the background. But Tommy Togiai, who had a really good year uh, this year, kind of um, was really disappointed as an Ohio State fan that he didn't come back. But he's a guy, third, fourth round depth guy. I think that the, you know, Sheldon Richardson's a huge loss, but you have a guy like Andrew Billings coming back. They're really, really high on their um, last year, third round pick, Jordan Elliott out of Missouri to pair along with Malik Jefferson. I think that they have a good look there. Um, But I think what they really need to do is they need to draft depth. They need to draft depth. And this is a really cool thing as a Cleveland Browns fan. There's not that you don't necessarily have to draft for overall need except linebacker. But again, if they don't feel that that's them, that's them, that's their prerogative, but you can draft the best player on the board. If the if one of these wide receivers falls or one of these unbelievable offensive talents falls and you think that that's that you can get them in, get them. Like, I, I don't think, I know earlier in the draft process, maybe um, Devontae Smith, people had some questions. He might fall to late first. It ain't happening. But if there's guys that fall, but again, if you talk about if Micah Parsons is falling down, you need to go up and make sure you get him if you can. That's my number one player on my board defensively. That's my number one player for the Browns. It's just, I don't think he's fallen that far for the Browns to, you're not going to go trade into the top 10 because that's too much draft capital you have to give up. Is there a new conspiracy we can make up that uh, will let him fall down even further? Uh, Penn State, I mean, we could just make, I mean, it's Penn State, man. You can do whatever you right. want. <laughs> all, all my Penn State fans out there, you know, I'm just playing. I'm just, you know, I'm just joking right there. We, we love, we absolutely love Micah Parsons right here. So um, that's who I want. But Xavion Collins would be a absolute perfect 
number two option, I think, with the Browns, especially for what the division they play in. He can be a tough dude, but he's also – I think he's like, what, four, five, four, six speed? Um, yeah. And, and he plays pretty fast. I mean, if you have it, if you're a Browns fan, you're listening to us, go on YouTube and look at his, look at his highlights. I know some of them are against small schools because he went to Tulsa, but, man, it's, it's amazing. You can't teach – the lateral movement that that guy has. I don't care. I don't care if you're playing any pounds huh? at 260 yes. pounds. You, 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 I don't care what level you play at to be able to move the way he does side to side and this hip movement. I, Oh gosh, I'm a defensive line coach too. And so I, I love, I love all that, the interior. So let's get through the rest of this draft real quick. I have the Ravens making a very a Ravens move. And again, I'm going to call him AO out of uh, Georgia. It's Aziz, uh, Azez. Or Jalari, I'm gonna call him AO because um, that's a typical name. That's a name that I couldn't pronounce, but he's a typical defensive end slash linebacker stand up that this team drafts all the dang time. And you're always pissed because he ends up, you know, two to three years from now, like last year at Patrick Queen. These guys, they just keep bringing it's a factory and they'll worry about their receivers another time because Lamar Jackson, I don't care if you bring in Jerry Rice, I don't think Lamar Jackson is that great of a quarterback. And I don't think they, I think they know the limitations there. They need a lot of help offensively. Like I had them taking Terrence Marshall from LSU, mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver. They could take Elijah Moore. They could they could take Bateman. Uh, they they have a lot of options there. They did lose a lot on defense though too. Yeah, I don't think uh, Nagakwe uh, did he resign with them or I don't. I haven't seen him sign. And they just lost a dude. They just lost um. Gosh, what's his name? It starts with a P. They just lost the guy to uh, the Patriots. Yep, it starts gosh. with a P. Yeah, I can't. I, it's trying, it's on the tip of my tongue. We talked about him in the last podcast during our free agency talk, and it's not. It's uh, it's on the. It's rolling. It's on the tip of my tongue. The minute we uh, close this podcast, I'll, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, it was that guy." But whatever. Right. So the Ravens, I have them taking very Ravens like pitch uh, pick. I think the state, the Saints, they need help at safety. They need help at corner. I think they need help at wide receiver. I think that it's a very good thing to pair with Michael Thomas because he hasn't really had anyone opposite of him that could blow the top off. I actually have them going Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Ole Miss. They could go safety with my man Trayvon Morning. That corner, I think you know Greg Newsom might be a guy that you want to look there. But I, overall, I think Elijah Moore makes sense for the Saints. They need to give whoever's going to be pouring quarterback there a little bit more help on the offensive, uh, uh, just being able to blow the top off with uh, being able to then create more space for your that great running back that they have down there. So I, it, it's I, I don't know, but that's where I think the Saints should go. Where do you have the Saints going there, uh, Casey? I think the guy we were talking about is Pernell McPhee, wasn't it? Pernell McPhee, thank you very much. Yes. Um, who did you have the Saints going? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Elijah Moore, uh, wide receiver, blow the top off. They need someone opposite of Michael <clears throat> Thomas. They need someone that can help Jameis. Um, I, I know they they cut their their tight end Cook, uh, got rid of him for not much. Mm-hmm. The, um, I would say their their split qu- uh, quarterback is going to be, I, I guess. Interesting to watch uh, with Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston, uh, but they don't have enough weapons at all. They don't. They they really have Michael Thomas and and uh, their running back, and that's it. Yeah, and, and and yeah, they don't. And you know, tight end, they're not there. Uh, also, Matthew. They also lost Matthew Judon too. To the is another one. Yeah, the, the Ravens lost a lot on defense, so that I think that actually makes a lot of sense for them too. Yeah, the Saints. You know, they. I, I think it's a team maybe if they want to. I don't think they will because I think they're going to ride it out with Jameis and Taysom Hill and, and go at quarterback there. So Elijah Moore makes sense just to give him an explosive weapon over the top. And, you know, the one thing about Jameis Winston is he can throw the ball. You know, he might throw it to the other team a lot, but he can throw the ball. So, 
you know, give him a weapon, see what they can do opposite of Michael Thomas, maybe roll some of that coverage away from Michael Thomas so he can get a lot more easier uh, pitches and catches. Uh, Packers, do they go wide receiver here? You know, no, because they never do. They never want to help a a Raj. I think that Christian um, Barrymore, the the deep, the nose tackle defensive end hybrid position that he could play out of Bama makes sense. It's boring. It's a very boring pick, but it's a need. You know, cornerback, they could look at Greg Newsom there. Um, I don't think that's as big as need as other people make it seem, but I, I think D line, they can use a little bit of more, they can use a little bit more physicality there. That's my pick. But I, I, to be completely honest with you with the Packers, it's the same thing that I say with the Raiders, although not as bad. You just don't know because last year they needed something and they didn't draft it. So what's your yeah. thoughts on the Packers real quick? Barrymore is probably the best pick for them at that um, because all the linebackers that are worth taking, well, let's say take the reach on Jamin Davis. Um because they, they do really need linebackers, mm-hmm. but they they also need to provide weapons for Aaron Rodgers, and um, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're stuck in their ways, <clears throat> and I think they're just gonna they're just gonna keep going about it, and they're gonna take the defensive tackle, they're gonna take a linebacker, they're gonna take a defensive back. They're not the sexy picks, but that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. And I think the next one for the Bills is very similar with them. They need help off the edge. I think one of the best edge guys they have out there left on the board is Joseph Awusi out of Texas. A good edge threat that can, I think he'll just fit in with a good, already good, very good defense. Their offense is kind of already there. Maybe you think running back, maybe like Najee Harris, if you want to go with that. That would make a lot of sense here. But I think the edge, I think it's a boring pick, but it's a winning pick with this team. They need to create a little bit more pressure and he can provide that. I think I would go Najee Harris myself. I think that's what they lacked last year is a real running game. Mm-hmm. You had Zach Moss and uh, 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 the other gentleman there. Um, I'm drawing a blank on that too. Neither of them were were number one backs. So they need someone who could run. They need someone who could catch out of the backfield. And Najee Harris is the way to go there. Yeah, I think it might make sense to go Najee Harris because if he's here, because I don't know, I don't know if he'll get this far. I think that. He has that, you know, the Steelers and everything. And then if Travis Etienne is there, I don't know if he makes sense in that position. I think they need a guy. Now, I'm not saying Najee Harris isn't doesn't have speed. I think he's a bruiser, though, a little bit that can provide them a little bit of help there. Um, Kansas City, can you say O-line? Yeah. I mean, the, the, kid, the, the kid from um, Stanford that you're talking about, you know what? I think they draft a guy that has unlimited potential. But uh, no production, and that's that J- uh, that Jason O guy from um, Penn State. It, it, you know, I, I, it's a guy that I'm just sitting there going, like, does he make? St- they need offensive line help. They kind of already addressed a lot of that issues in the in um, free agency, though. They did get out and go out and spend some money, bring in some offensive line help. They do need some pressure off the end as well, because you know we saw it in the uh, in the Super Bowl and even in the playoff runs against the Cleveland Browns. They didn't create a lot of pressure. So I think they take a chance on the absolute freak of nature when it comes to um, Jason there and they move forward with them. It's just more of a field pick than anything. What are your thoughts on that, Casey? No, I, I think they're set at defensive back. Like if you look back at the playoff game against the Browns, like their DBs had zero respect for our wide receivers without mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. Like they played face-to-face man up. They're, they're, they have, I think they have Frank Clark and um, – I forget who else is their defensive uh, their defensive edge rushers, but uh, like OA might be a good spot for them to take there to uh, move on from Clark in a year or two because um, he he was the underwear Olympics guy at Penn State 
uh, next to Parsons. Um, they need offensive line like crazy, but do you want to really reach um, for an offensive lineman there? Less Vera Tucker's are there, less a couple others are there. Yeah. But I really don't see them, those guys dropping that far down to uh, this draft. Yeah, the offensive line would be a reach at this position. So that's why I think you go BPA there, best player available. Same with the Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't have a lot of holes, they don't have a lot of holes on offense. They don't have a whole lot of holes on defense. They're not going to trade up and go get a quarterback or anything like that. So I just have him going corner. Greg Newsom, he was just my best player on the board at the time, Out, you know, outside of any, like, you know, they're not going to go running back here. So I don't think even if, like, Najee Harris was there, because he got a guy like that in Leonard Fournette already with the, the pair with uh, Ronald Jones, the, uh, the second there. It's really rare for a team that that's good. It's actually never happened before that they brought back their entire starting 11 from each side of the ball after winning the Super Bowl. I mean, there's not much help. I think tight end's a position that they really do need some help at, but because I don't think Gronk is that answer, and O.J. Howard has been a, a colossal disappointment there. But there's no one at tight end there. Linebacker, you know, you maybe go Jermaine Davis just to say, you know, Jamie Davis just to say it. I, I they can go Trevor Morning, but they just want Antoine Winfield Jr. There's they don't necessarily need anything, which is why I think that inevitably that they might just trade out of this pick because they don't need it. Gather some assets for the next two or three years when guess who retires and maybe try to make a run at that top end quarterback at that time. But I don't necessarily think that they need to draft anybody. Just go ahead, either take the best player or trade out of it. I could definitely see them trading out of it, but it wouldn't surprise me for them to make like a, just a out of left field move and take, take quarterback to succeed Tom Brady. And, and one that I was looking at is Davis Mills from Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a top uh, prospect coming out of high school, uh, some injuries and a fake in a false positive uh, COVID test uh, reduced his playing time last year from six games to like four and a half games. Um, I, I think that kid, um, could end up being one of the top two, maybe three uh, quarterbacks in the entire draft, actually. But I could, I could see them making such a random like pick like that if they can't figure out a trade partner um, to trade with them to get out of that pick in general, which I could see Bill Belichick or someone else uh, moving up into that position just to get a, another wide receiver like, mm-hmm. like Elijah Moore's or the Batemans and stuff like that. Um, but um, if they stay in that pick – they, they really don't have holes to fill other than like finding Tom Brady's successor in two or three years. And it's just crazy to me that you have, you can go from winning the Super Bowl and then bringing everybody back. It just, it never, it's never happened before. So yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's to conclude our, um, our draft talk here, Casey, man, you know, this has been awesome and you, you're, you're an absolutely amazing friend. Great, great, great guest. Um, this guy knows what he's talking about. So you know, if, if you want him to go out and follow you, whatever, I don't care. It's not on to me. But, you know, when we talk group chat and I put and I put stuff out there, just know that when I talk Browns and when I talk Browns, I think Browns, I, I hear it from him. I hear it from my good friend, Phil, that's also on the uh, group chat pod, uh, group chat that what this podcast was inspired by. These guys know what they're talking about. And I follow them to the ends of the earth with their Browns knowledge. So thank you very much, Casey, for coming on. I really do appreciate that, man. Thank you for having me. No, that's awesome, man. So, guys, uh, we're going to end the podcast right now. It's been a longer one. It's been, it was so good. I didn't really – again, thank you so much for wasting a lot of your night with me, Casey, because I, I didn't think that we would be going this long. But we had a really good time, and uh, it was an amazing episode. I, I honestly 
if you guys are listening to this episode and you have friends that like the draft, just share this over to them because this was absolutely awesome. Um, if you want to go out and follow us or follow me on, on, on the uh, group chat podcast, we're on Twitter at group chat underscore pod. Head over to Twitter. Get over there. We also have a Facebook group. Now, we're not the most active on it because we don't want to blow people up, but we put the major stuff on there. Head over there. Follow us on the Facebook. Also on Instagram, same thing. If you want to follow me personally, it's mbang41 on Twitter. I put up some stuff there as well, as well as I run our podcast group. So I really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you guys want to drop a follow, head over to Apple Podcasts, head over to Spotify, give us a rating, five stars, let us know um, everything else that you guys love about our show, because we really do re- appreciate everyone's feedback. So on that note, we're going to let you go. I'm, I'm here with uh, a Columbus, Ohio. I'm Matt signing off in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We have my boy Casey signing off. Say goodbye to everybody out there, Casey. Thanks for having me, everybody. Guys, thank you. You guys have a good rest of your night. Peace. Peace.